Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy Mother Fucking Friday! How you doing? <laughs> I had to just enunciate it a little bit today. I just felt like it. Just bite every single word. <laughs> uh, before we get too far into this episode of After Nine, I want to let you know that Dave Blizzard is here, and he's apparently going to join us on the pod. He will. But right now, he's on his cell phone, staring out the window yeah. in his office with the door closed. He was in here, for the record, and then. And then I had to go pee, and then Scott's like, all right, well, yeah, I'll go take a quick break, too. And then we came back, and then he wasn't here, but his water's here, but he's not here. So then I went to his office, but the door's closed, and he's looking out the window on his cell phone. So it seems like it might be an important call. So we're just going to go ahead. We're going to get we're gonna get things started here, but Dave is, uh, by the way, it's been a couple weeks since he's been here, hasn't Yes, it, it has been. So the tri- triumphant return of David Blizzard is uh, on the way. Uh, we have a real great contest going on on our morning radio shows. So if you're not normally a radio listener, and, and there are some people who listen to podcasts exclusively, maybe try out the radio. Uh, shortly after 8 a.m. every weekday, we play Ticket or Risk It, and we just give you concert tickets, first and foremost. You call in and we'll say, hey, you're going to Ed Sheeran at Rogers Center. Great. You can keep those tickets and they're yours or you can risk them. If you answer one trivia question, multiple choice correctly, not only do you get to keep your tickets, but you're also in to win $1,000 cash. Easy. Well, I shouldn't say easy because I don't know what I would do in that situation. This morning we had LL Cool J tickets to give away and I don't know that I would risk those. Well, the cool thing is, is there's so many combinations to it. That's what I really like. And by that, I mean, it all depends on who the caller is. We could call someone that is like bucket list, LL Cool J, I'd pay $2,000 to go to that show kind of person. So I'm not risking it at all. I'll take those tickets. Yes, please. Then we have people who might hear that and go, "Mm, I've seen LL Cool J before. So no, I'm going to risk it. It all truly depends. And we've heard from all kinds of people playing along with that person going, ah, I would have kept it and... I would have kept them for sure. Oh, I would have risked it for a thousand. But the cool thing was this week, we only had two people in for a thousand dollars because one lost it, which means they lost everything. They lost the trivia question. They lost everything. The other person didn't risk it. Two people didn't risk it. They were like, nah, want those tickets. So when you know what you want, it's good. It's fine. But it's uh, it is a hard decision. I agree with you. There's only a couple of concerts. I think I wouldn't risk it for. I'm trying to think of who I wouldn't risk it for because yeah. I really love money so much. Yeah, money's good. $1,000 would be great. But it's a chance at money is the thing, right? So you also have to figure out, and the, the other layer to this is that if you're doing this on a Monday, you don't know how many people are going to be in on the draw. You could be the only one if you try or like nobody ends up doing it. And then we, and then we have two grand the next week, which is kind of neat. Anyway, it's a really fun contest. You guys should listen to it. It's great. I think part of the problem here, though, with with risking it is concert tickets have gone through the oh. roof in price. Did you see the Drake prices? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Well, it's, come on. It's not just Drake, though. I mean, those are the prices for everybody. And the Taylor Swift kerfuffle that happened, too, and the Beyonce one before that. I feel like with, with these A-list musicians, because that's what it is, right? These are the big concerts. These are the Scotiabank Arenas and the Rogers Center 
sellout show concerts. It's going to continue to be this way. Uh, the Drake presale was yesterday, and the so we got a good look at the ticket bowl, the lower bowl. Sorry, tickets m- like minimum. It's between to, for like okay tickets, not great. You're like middle of the road, five hundred to a thousand dollars, and then up close to the stage is a thousand dollars, which I don't know anymore if I'd bother doing even if you did have the money, because a lot of the time these artists like to try to go as, in as many places in that arena as possible, which is great. They're also spending a shit ton of money on it, which is probably one of the other reasons why the tickets are so expensive. So I get that artists want to see their fans at their show. Drake is coming, and obviously this is the hometown. He wants a sold-out crowd, and make Uh-oh. no mistake, if he was charging 10000 a ticket, it would still be sold out. But doesn't he feel just a little bit bad? Like, does it ever think? Does he ever think to himself, "Man, I've got my own 737 and a, one of the biggest mansions in Toronto. I'm a multi-millionaire with endorsements coming out mm-hmm. my ass, and I get royalty checks like crazy. Maybe I don't need to make a million dollars a night doing a concert. Maybe I'll make half a million bucks and let people into the show for a reasonable price." I just think it's so unfair to like put that on the artist, though, because we don't know the other costs that are involved in it. Yes, he's making money, but. It is his show. It is his music. And don't forget, when it comes to those Toronto dates, there was a reason why he waited to tell us those dates and let us know every, everything else. There's going to be other performers there. You're not just going to see Drake. He's going to bring out who knows who. Like, it could be anybody. So for that ticket price, you're probably seeing multiple artists that you don't even know you're about to see. Well, That's what I do like about people like Drake. For that price, he better have Beyonce and Jay-Z and Kanye ah, and everybody else on that stage with him because nah. that's ridiculous. I mean, I get it, though. The, the ticket prices are high. It's the fees, too, though. I mean, the artists can't control the fees. And even Taylor Swift has said she's disappointed by that, too. That's out of their control. They just want a tour. Could they do things a completely different way? I guess so. But how are you going to have that many people watching a show at one time? The only way to do that is, do that is through these venues. Let's bring in Dave Blizzard, who's now joining us. Dave's back. Hi. Look at Dave. Hi. Look at in you. In the flesh. How did you find the extra hour in the day? I heard that they're going to invent a 25th hour of the day, so this is how I figured it out. Okay. Dave's, Dave's been doing the 25th hour for a long time. Yeah. He fits 25 hours worth of stuff into 24 hours. <laughs> yes, and I pay for it dearly, <laughs> dearly every day. Uh, I love this conversation you guys are having because what people seem to forget is that this Jay-Z quote is one of my favorite where he says, I'm not just a businessman, I'm a business man. Mm-hmm. And it's not, he's not the only one who gets paid for a show. Like for Drake, yeah. there is a whole business around him. All those people need to get paid. That's why those numbers are so high. That's why they charge as much as they do. It's not because Drake says, ah, I want to make extra cash. I want to put another pool in my living room. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not that at all. It's yeah. all these other people that have to get paid and want to make as much bank as they possibly can. Okay. But what happened in the last three years? Because you used to be able to get concert tickets for around a hundred bucks. Now. Bad seats are $500. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, do we need to start doing every show at Rogers Center and putting 50000 in a venue? Because oh, that's no. the only way I see getting ticket prices back to what they were. Well, it seems like tours have become less a major part of a major artist's uh, revenue. Yeah. Right? Like, they don't, they don't do these enormous tours the same way. And we've seen in the last couple of years people like Bieber and Shawn Mendes who have had to cancel, you know, for, mm-hmm. for them paying attention to their, their health. And saying, I can't, I can't do this. And it is a grind. It's a grind to be on the road for a week. Imagine doing it for nine, ten straight months. That's a lot. People think it's glamorous. It's, it's not necessarily. It makes you wonder how Elton John does it at his age. Like, oh how the God. hell is he Because he doesn't on? give a fuck. <laughs> He'll come he out there in a robe and people will give him a standing ovation. Yeah, he, he plays in his pajamas at this Honestly. point. Honestly. And, and, 
and everyone's happy. And he still looks pretty cool. Yeah, but they grew. See, he's an artist that grew up in that. Right. right, like he he knew to like the, to make your your name. You had to tour. You didn't have streaming. You didn't have the same support and immediate connection with your fans. If you wanted to talk to the fans in Sweden, you have to go to Sweden. Yeah. Now you put out a tweet. Uh huh. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this so is very true. different. Just very yeah. very different. So they're trying to find out how they can make as much money doing as little as possible. But I mean, they're going to keep raising the price until they find the floor. Yeah. And and once they say, "Ooh, shit, once we raise the price to 800 bucks for the upper level, we didn't sell out." So yeah. maybe that's where our it, it, guys, I said it with the blue check mark on Twitter and I'm going to say it with concerts. If you keep paying that price, they will keep raising the price. When you say enough's enough, we're not doing it anymore, the price will come down. That's how it works. Or tours will be no more. And I'd be okay with that, too. Do you know how hard it is? I'm thinking about, um, let me think about you for a second here, Dave. You have a almost teenage daughter at home who I'm sure wants to see a lot of different people in concert. Mm. How do you look at your little girl? Because three years ago, you wouldn't have had to say, sorry, sweetie, we can't go see Taylor Swift. Now you're probably going to have to say, I don't have $1,500 to take you. That is a perfect example. That is the bang on example. So my daughter's a huge fan of an artist named Girl in Red. And she's opening for Taylor Swift. Oh. And that's who she wants to see. Taylor, she, she can give or take. And when it comes to Girl in Red, she's like, oh, I really want to see her. So I looked at Ford Field in Detroit, closest that Taylor comes on this tour. And it was all resale tickets at this point. But the, the cheapest ticket I found, which was you had to have been touching the rafters with your forehead uh, in Ford Field, which is an enormous building. It was $975 no. per ticket. Wow. There was, that was the only ticket on a secondary ticket selling site that was under a thousand bucks. So if, and that's in American. So if I want to go to take my daughter to go see this artist that she really likes, and it's not even the main artist, there was lots of times growing up that you'd go see the, the opening band and that's who you wanted to see. You stick around for the main, but you wanted to go see the opening band. This is a perfect case of that. So yeah. I'd have to fork out over two grand American Probably get a hotel if you can find one in Detroit at that point yeah. <laughs> with all the Swifties. Oh, booking. for sure. Um, that's you're looking at twenty five hundred, three grand maybe for yeah. for one show. Not a popular opinion, I know, but I think the only way to really get this under control is they've got to make tickets non transferable. No more of this secondary market racing out to buy Taylor Swift tickets for five hundred so you can sell them for fifteen hundred. No more of the shit. You buy the ticket, it's your ticket. Can't go? Oh well, you just wasted your money. That's the only way we can bring this back down to reality. Well, some of the artists have stepped in and said we want to cap prices. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the artists mm-hmm. refused to deal with Ticketmaster. The yep. first one that kind of laid down that gauntlet a few years back was Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. and they said, "No, we're not doing it. If you're charging these fees, we're not doing it." Mm-hmm. So Ticketmaster said, "Okay." But Ticketmaster is the first place that artists People will go. make that connection and because yeah. it's the easiest way to sell those tickets. Yeah, It's it's tough. I, I get it. It's a fight, but the fans are the ones that seem to lose out. Well, we were talking about it this morning, and, and I think it's true now. It's kind of a, it's a luxury to see a concert. Like oh, you, you can either try to win them on your favorite radio station, and thankfully we give away <laughs> a lot of those, but otherwise it's a luxury. Like You either have to have money or have saved up for a long time in order to, to go. And that's sad. Uh, We're going to switch gears here because there's a lot of different things to get to. First off, I have not had a conversation with Dave yet, Dave the Montreal Canadiens fan, about how he feels about the Leafs energy in this city. Oh, Losing last night, did that make you a little happy on the inside? Or are you really rooting for him because this could be the year and the Habs are out anyway? Well, you know, 
it's weird. I feel very un-Canadian saying this, but I have not cared about hockey for pff, has to be five, six years now. Really? I just, I, I feel like it's overdone here. I just feel like I'm smashed over the head. If I want to check it out or check out some, some, some stats, some updates, maybe check out a pregame show. I just feel like it's just everything to the absolute smallest detail is overanalyzed to the point where I'm like, I'm so sick of this. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, I have friends who are Leaf fans and I feel sometimes like I treat them the same way that I would uh, treat somebody who I'm trying to get out of a bad relationship where I'm constantly like, why are you still here? Why, <laughs> yeah. are, you, why are you going through <laughs> Why are you doing this? this to yourself? Yeah. What have you gotten from this relationship? Right. And you're not, right. That's you're not good. 60. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you weren't here the last time they won a Stanley Cup. Like, I don't know. For for me, maybe there's a tiny little bit, not as much as there used to be, but uh, I said to my wife not that long ago, I said, nothing makes me sleep better than a lease loss. Uh, and that's just the bitter Habs fan in me. But I, I don't know. I, I would like to see it just for the sake of, um, you know, people shutting up and being happy for once rather than overanalyzing everything. Are we going to go, if the Leafs win it tomorrow night, Saturday night, in Tampa, win it in six, are we going to go fucking crazy and looting and, and knocking over street poles and flipping cars and setting fires and shit like that? Or is it just like a, oh, cool, good. We should win round one. Let's celebrate after we win the cup. Because I have a feeling the city is going to explode tomorrow night if we win. Well, you know the old saying, act like you've been here? We don't even know how don't to know act. How. I don't even know what that is. It was before people were alive. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I hope that there's not any of that crazy stuff, but no doubt about it. There's going to be party and celebration, but... Everybody should just calm down, even if they do win on Saturday night. Like, just chill out. That's one round. It's a big deal. It's been 19 years since the Leafs have done that, and that's a big deal for sure. But let's just calm the F down unless there's a cup handed out. You know what I'm saying? There was a great idea that was shared internally here at the radio station. Um, somebody had said since the last time that the, that they won a, a playoff series was 2004, why doesn't everybody share a memory from 2004? Ah. Go back and find a picture from 2004. Yeah, and, I liked that too. And I think I know what Scott's should be. Really? Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that was okay. the year you were the sunshine boy. <laughs> was it? Do you have that photo? Is that a thing? I was pretty ripped at the time. <laughs> I was pretty, no, I'm kidding. I was really fat at the time. I. Uh, no, no, you look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, we were both in, in, in pretty good shape at that point. Funny, when you call me, the picture that comes up on my phone is you as the sunshine no, boy. No, it's not. So yes, you were both sunshine? Were you at the same time? <laughs> it wasn't like... We were in like, the were same, you together? Like, no, it wasn't like Thursday. Yeah. Was double like Chippendale? We were both was in like the tub. It was great. <laughs> yeah, double dough, some beef. <laughs> do they still have the sunshine boy? No, I think they retired that a long time ago. But they do still have the sunshine girl, I believe, don't they? Yeah. I don't know if it's in the paper. I, I think they do it online. Just online? Okay. This is the picture that I could find from 2004 when I typed it into my phone. That's all I got. Oh, that's you and Janet that's Jackson. That's bad, though. Me and Janet. Yeah, you should submit that. It's the frosted yellow tips yeah. at the top that I feel like I'm going to yeah. get shit See, on that's for. That's the fucking time. Look at that. Yeah, Look at that that's... Uh, <laughs> the frosted that's incredible. tips. Yes. I don't know oh, why I, I thought that was a good idea. I remember I think high Dave school. probably put me up to it. I don't know. I, I think I did that like once or twice and I went, what a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hair grows so fast. I was like, what's the point of this? That was the year I graduated high school. Oh, shut the fuck up. What? Come on. It was. What? No. Well, it was. It was yes. our first year in radio, Scott. It's fine. Oh, my God. Was that <laughs> the first nuts. year in radio? No. I went, I did, <laughs> no, I was absolutely gonna, you, not. You guys go back farther than that. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was going to say, because I used to listen. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I used to listen to you on the way to high school, uh -huh, okay? Uh-huh. 
You're welcome. Yeah, well, I used to listen uh, to you su- on the way to I high school. You- <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were supposed to respond with, oh, thanks for listening. No. No, when you throw out a a compliment like that. uh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yesterday, the transportation minister, Carolyn Mulroney, was confronted by members of the media about Toronto's crosstown light rail line, noting that the government and Metrolinx still do not have a schedule from the contractor. Despite being under construction for a decade, mm. the Eglinton Crosstown LRT is incomplete and still does not have a projected opening date. It's just funny at this point, isn't it? Like when it's something is so horrible that you have to laugh, I feel like that's where we're at with the Eglinton Crosstown LRT. They've been building it for years. There's been businesses that have opened and closed because the traffic was so fucked up in the area while they're doing construction. I don't think they're ever going to finish this. This is, I don't know if it's in our lifetime kind of thing. Ten it, years, and it's not even a subway. And it's it does, not but, like they're boring underground. No. It does become comical after a while, doesn't it? Like, you have to laugh, because what else are you supposed to do? It's no, just... Not drive there. Not go. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Is it incompetent? Not start a business there? Wait, so you're telling me I shouldn't open my cafe right at that spot? Nope. Probably not the best idea. Is it incompetence that they haven't got this done, or should we just expect that if we're going to build transit, it's going to take 20 years to get it done. Oh, I mean, who knows? I don't trust it. I don't trust it either, Kat. Doug Ford. Doug Ford. And and not that one has to do with the other with the Crosstown uh, Eglinton LRT, although it does fall under the province. So let's get a fucking move on this. Doug is on my mind today because I looked at the calendar and I realized that Monday is May the 1st. Ah, oh, that's a big day for you. May the 1st is the beginning this year of a massive campaign that brings Canadians together from coast to coast to coast. It was such a privilege to be at my local Tim Hortons. I'm there every day. Please pick up a smile cookie. It's going to a great charitable organization. All the donations are going for the breakfast club. And folks, go pick up a nice cookie. Have a little bite. Mm -mm. Great cookies. And it goes to a great cause. <laughs> a charitable organization. I love charitables. I they're love charitables. You know, they're important. Go pick up a cookie. Come on, folks. Go pick up a cookie. If we don't get an update on that on Monday, I'll be upset. I'm keeping an eye on his Twitter. I know. Dougie, I know someone in your office listens to this podcast. Put a new video out because I freaking love it. Honestly, Kat, I'll pay. I'll pay. You want to pilot those new Twitter accounts where you got to pay for the content? I don't care. Put it on there. I will pay. I just want to see the 2023 version of Doug devouring Mm. a cookie. I want him to eat the icing first in the next video. Lick the icing. Pick it off or pick it off? Eat the eyes and eat the mouth first. The eyes are the most delicious (laughs) part, folks. (laughs) I want to see him eat it from the top down. Oh, oh, that's... I never thought about that. Is Is there a part of the face you eat first? If it still looks like a face when you get that's it. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Mine looks very, very inquisitive most of the time I get it. I wouldn't call it a smile. <laughs> I think happy day. It's a glare cookie. <laughs> like, it's giving me a glare. Is there a, is there a part you're supposed to start at? You bite the cheek first. You bite the mouth, the, just, the ears. It, what do you do? You're not eating a watermelon. It's a fucking cookie. Just take a bite. <laughs> but you, you don't start anywhere. <laughs> but Kat just said like you start from the top and I, I just, thought right away, oh, that's weird. No, I'm weird. just saying I want to see Doug Ford do it. Just like, I gotta like eat it like circuit, like just oh. look at the cookie. <laughs> like, over like top yeah, I want to see him like, I got, 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 like gnaw at it from the top oh. flat part. Like eat the top and flat And then put a layer. hole right in the fucking middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it looks like an onion ring, folks. <laughs> I think the interns at Queens Park right now are probably thinking, ah, oh, fuck, next week we're going to be doing a lot of trips to Tim's. <laughs> a lot of trips. <laughs> Well, it's good. It's it for is a, good a good cause. It is a good cause. It's great. Uh, one more thing on that. It was announced yesterday that the LCBO is making a big change. They're getting rid of the paper bags. <gasps> what? <gasps> what? Those signature brown paper bags that we keep our liquor in here in Ontario are going to be gone. And, and maybe you're wondering, well, why? What's wrong with the paper bags? The LCBO says they're not good for the environment. So we're going to get rid of the brown paper bags in favor of selling us reusable bags at $2 a piece. I, I'm confused by that. Thank you. I was, Isn't it recyclable? And the, don't most people just put it in their recycling bin? Or, or are they putting it in the <laughs> landfill? Now the environment's not good for the environment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. This breathing is terrible for my yeah. lungs. Listen, the, the, their argument here is that we have to cut down too many trees to make the bags. And... There's been no shortage of people that have weighed in on this since the LCBO's CEO came out yesterday and made this ludicrous claim that paper bags are not green. And, and they've all said the same thing. Oh, if you're worried about the trees, don't worry about the trees. We've got a shit ton of them in Canada, more than almost any other country on earth. And, and trees are very much a renewable resource. If we cut a tree down to make a few bags, Boom, we plant a couple more. And we've got an infinite amount of room to keep planting. So they don't need to worry about that. So most people have read into this announcement thinking, okay, well, it's not really about the environment then because they are recyclable and they do come from a renewable resource. Or you just use them to start your campfire, I think is what most people do I with an LCBO bag. That's the, in the summer, <laughs> that's what I'll do. It's the perfect fire starter. Yeah. You get an LCBO bag. It's nice and thick because they're nice and thick. They're great bags. Well, now what people are speculating is that they're really doing this just to save some money, the biggest purchaser of alcohol on the globe is the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. No other single entity in the world purchases more alcohol than the LCBO does for the province of Ontario because it's a government monopoly. So even though they're that profitable and they're charging us a fortune for liquor, now they're going to take away the bags. So what do you do when you're on the bus and you you get off at your stop and you walk into the LCBO and grab yourself a bottle of Jack for the night? Are you just supposed to walk around yes. with a bottle of Jack if you didn't bring your reusable bag with you? That's a fun look. Who cares? I, I think it, we get stuck on nostalgia. Don't get rid of my brown bags. I'm used to it. Who cares? Oh, you're okay with getting rid of them. Well, yeah, what whatever. are we supposed to carry our stuff in? Bring a reusable bag like you do to every other store you go to. It's just a dangerous game when you're talking about glass bottles. Sure. But You're going to have to, and they do have the LCBO ones and they've got those dividers yeah. in them, like the reusable bags. Yeah. Still then though, they, they clink around a little bit. But if you need that, then buy one. Then just buy You're one. You're just fuck it, just give the money, buy, buy the stuff. Do well, you know how many bags I've got because I forgot to bring any other bags with me I, or those I, bags were in use? A lot of people are still trying to get used to that. Sure. Yeah. I have those Walmart bags, the blue ones. I have like every size. I think I have more than Walmart does at this point. I, my my cl my front closet is completely stuck with them. It, the whole thing is just blue Walmart bags. Well, maybe 
Maybe they should just be honest then. Hey, we just you have to put them into your car one time. Yeah, I don't have coats anymore. No, I take <laughs> I took it out because I had to put something in my trunk and I forgot to put it back oh. in. So now I have one hanging in my garage. I have one in my front closet. Like I've got bags everywhere. I just walk past them every time. Don't you feel terrible when you're at Walmart though? What do you what do in the moment or do you have a cart full of stuff and then you realize? Yes, that's usually like, when it happens. Well, I'm gonna buy more. And what happens? When I do remember it, like the one out of four times when I do remember it, I feel like a god. Yeah, I'm I like, did that. I'm the smartest person on the planet. Yeah. I remember to bring my reusable bag or yeah. the foldable crate that I have, which is great. Oh, those things I are like those awesome. Too. Those I have are those. Beauty. Yeah. I just wish they'd stop lying. Why don't they just? They're just, a monopoly. Just tell the truth. It's, yeah. it's not like we can go to the competition. They're the only one. We they're a government been. monopoly. Yeah. I don't understand why the CEO from the LCBO didn't just come out on TV and say, yeah. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with them, and it is probably the most green thing we could do, but fuck you. We don't care if you like it or not. We're getting rid of the bags because like it's expensive more, to buy them. And we'd like some more money because we'll sell you yeah. our bags. And we'd, yes. li- we'd like to see you not come see us, huh? Yeah, right. There's going to be people buying liquor no matter what. Listeners to a Swiss public radio station yesterday probably didn't notice anything too unusual about the broadcast, but it was historic. A Swiss radio station yesterday broadcasted entirely by AI. The station described it as an experiment using cloned voices of their five human broadcasters and new music that was composed almost entirely by AI. Some fear it's the end of human-run radio. By some, I say us, who make our money doing radio. (laughs) Do you know how often I get sent stuff about this? All the time. All the time. Well, people think that, like, the end is is near. Oh, shit. They've got AI now. Scott, Kat, like, are you guys looking for something? I mean, I'm not not looking for something when I hear shit like that. Sure. I mean, that the truth is, I mean, it's something to definitely perk our ears up too. And we're not saying it's imminent here. Or I'm not saying it's imminent here, but it, there is already in existence called, it's called Radio GPT. And you can look it up. And some places have already purchased this for some of their smaller radio stations. So that's a, I mean, that's a scary thing for me as a radio personality, for sure. It's an interesting world I'm in because I'm in a mix of, AI and radio currently. Uh-huh. So I've done AI projects, as everybody knows, and of course I'm in radio. But this is where personality comes into play, yeah. right? You're not going to ever, ever get the same personality. And I don't care who claims they've got the technology that will make it seem that way. You're never going to get that person-to-person connection with AI. You just won't. Yeah. If I can jump in here as a programmer, and this may be a message to those who work in radio who listen to this podcast. If you are an announcer, if you're somebody who wants to be on the air, maybe you're in school and you want to be on the air, you have to stand out. Mm. You have to be somebody that I know because of your content. You can't, you can't just phone in a show. You can't do it. There's a difference that I say between doing a show and doing a shift. And if you do a shift, there's a good chance nobody's going to remember a word you said. Look, if you had a 26th hour in the day, you should go teach the young yeah, ones. Right? But we're, we're still at the very, very early infancy stages of AI. And when you say things like, yeah, but it doesn't have the personality. As the it AI will. gets better, it will have it, that personality. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong because you say infancy, but the truth is behind the scenes, this has been worked on for many, many years. There's people who have done it for mm-hmm. years to get to the point where they're now releasing it to public. Now it is for use on apps. Now it is for use uh, for anyone to go on chat GPT and use that songs, you know what I feel for? And I'm wondering where this is going to go legally, but artists are being duped, right? Whether we had the Drake and weekend song, which is a good friggin' song that they should have recorded, but they didn't. Another one popped up with bad bunny. One of the biggest artists in the world, if not the biggest mm-hmm. artist in the world right now, another one popped up that sounded like it was a bad bunny song. 
it was also pretty good. This is going to continue to happen to artists as well. I mean, so if you have a, I mean, not that you're going to be legally able to get away with it for a radio station, but it is happening. And what do we do about it? It's a great question. Yeah, I think that where the, are we going to work? Where, well, this is where the side hustle comes into play. Scott, what's yours? Should I just come over to your place and talk to you there? Yeah. Is that what we do? <laughs> yeah, and it going back scary. to the whole thing about creating a you know a personality and a brand for yourself—that's what people will draw to. And it, and I yeah. still think, and maybe this is a romantic thing about radio for me. I don't know what it is, but yeah. maybe. I just I, in my stomach, I believe that people want that connection and you can't get it from artificial intelligence. You can't get a human interaction. You can't. And maybe maybe it'll happen at some point. Yeah. But it's just I would know that it's not real. It's it's just not real. And I still crave that that real interaction. But I'm telling you for people, especially I think who are a little on the lonely side, it is very real. We talked about it on the air, but we didn't talk about it in the podcast. Snapchat has come out with Snapchat AI. Have you heard about Snapchat yes. AI? Yeah. And I've talked. we talked to this thing yesterday a couple of times. I went back and forth, and it was like I was talking to a person. Mm-hmm. It felt like it. They were asking. They were very inquisitive to me, asking me questions. I asked them about radio. They t- they actually were very pro-radio, which is great. See? I'm talking about it like it's a person. Like, But it was someone That's who... That's how it begins. And they a- then they started to ask me my favorite genre of music. Like, we got into a conversation. You're trusting seemed- the robots. I know. And it seemed... Oh, I'm already pretty deep. Uh, but <laughs> but it, it seemed like a real conversation. And it is kind of creepy that, that that can happen. So what else is there in the future? You know? It is scary. I do agree with you thoroughly, though, when I'm not just saying that because I'm in radio. But it, it, it that is so important. But I do think that there's nothing that will ever replace that. On radio. Okay. Got a couple of uh, fun things to do here. First off, we'll start off in Orangeville. An International Women's Day event last month, a luncheon held at a hotel, has now resulted in 88 sick people. The Wellington Dufferin Guelph Public Health Unit says food had been prepared and served on site by an outside caterer. An investigation into the food found quinoa and sweet potatoes served at the event were the cause of food poisoning. The caterer admitted that the quinoa may have not been stored at the proper temperature and that the sweet potatoes were not washed prior to slicing or cutting. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, that's... uh. Write yourself a strongly worded letter as you sit on the toilet for three days trying to let that pass through you. That's quinoa. What? what? What do you do, though, when you find out that dinner you just ate was potatoes that weren't washed and shit like that? Come on. Who do I have to talk to? Like, I would talk to whoever prepared that. That's disgusting. Maybe we should trust the robots to make food for us. See what I'm saying? For some things, they might come in handy. Couple of stories from the sky. A woman old enough to know better threw a full-blown childlike temper tantrum on Tuesday. She was at the Phoenix airport. And she was told by the TSA, you can't bring your apple juice here. It's more than 100 milliliters. No apple juice. You got to throw it out. Finish it or throw it. Well, she threw a fit. She assaulted three different people. She flipped out, went around the barrier to grab the bin with all of her stuff. Uh, They told her, no, you can't take it yet. So she jumped on the table, hit a TSA agent in the head, and ripped his shirt. When they tried to restrain her, she punched a TSA agent and yanked her ponytail. Then she bit a third agent trying to stop her. This is an adult. An adult throwing an actual temper tantrum over apple juice. 
Apple juice ain't that good. No. <laughs> what else was in that drink? There's no way that was just apple juice. This is what she says, Kat. Meanwhile, a TikTok user has shared this video, gaining a lot of attention online from a Spirit Airlines flight, where you can plain as day see the ground crew employees putting tape on the wing of the aircraft before it took off from the Nashville International Airport. That's a settling feeling, isn't it? Tape on the plane. Oh, yeah, just like, oh, yeah, tape that up. Great. Let's go. Well, how many times have you been on a ground delay, though, and thought to yourself, just fucking hurry up. It's not that big a deal. You know, one time, a baggage blew in the wind, and it it blew into the plane. And there wasn't even a dent. But they've got to stop everything and do, like, a full-blown one-hour inspection just in case. They do. I just got caught in that scenario. We were stuck waiting 15 minutes for them to document a new dent on the plane that was found. But when you think about it, like, I'm okay with that in a way because I don't know... I don't know anything about planes. What if that dent could have led to something? Or what if the records in the history would tell you something in the future? What if we crash? And they're like, oh, fuck, it was that dent. That's the reason why they crashed. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. But documenting everything is important, especially in the airline industry. So waiting 15 minutes, not a big deal. But unsettling, like I said, to see someone duct tape a wing of a plane I'm about to go fly on. No, thanks. Are you getting on that plane if you see them duct taping? I mean, it? I am. Uh, probably. But I'm going to film the whole time. I'm going to trust it. Yeah, like I'll trust <laughs> that what they're doing is fine and they do have very strict protocol. Again, I'm just putting my trust in it. But but don't you put your trust in it every time you sit your ass on a plane? Sure. I don't know what they duct taped when I wasn't kn- looking. That's the thing is like we don't know. I don't know who the pilot is. They might have duct taped the wing on the thing. I don't know. Pilot could be a 12 year old up there. I didn't see them. Yeah. I have no freaking idea. Door so I'm just, cl- doors closed doors when I closed. got on there. Yeah. I'm trusting it's not a dog at the wheel. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Although Airbud Air would be a great movie. <laughs> Where are we at with Reboot. Dri- <laughs> drinking on the job, Dave? Is that still frowned upon? Depends on the job. An electrical company in Spain deemed in the wrong by the Spanish court for terminating one of their electricians based on allegations of drinking more than three liters of beer on the job. The company is in trouble and ordered to pay this guy 47,000 euros as compensation... <laughs> Because even though they knew he drank it, they couldn't prove that he was drunk at the time. Oh, that seems very loophole If this guy drank three liters of beer and wasn't drunk, I'll be impressed. That's a lot of fucking beer. It's a he lot sh- of beer. should be allowed to do whatever he wants. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ugh, that's, that's super sticky. If they couldn't prove it. They said it, because it, he couldn't prove that he was drunk. You know what mm. this means, though? If this sets a precedent. Which it doesn't because it's in Spain. But let's let's theorize here. If this was in Canada, you would have to start doing daily sobriety tests if you suspect someone's drinking. Right. Like, uh, am I supposed, all right, blow into this. You look a little bagged this morning. Blow into this. What an awkward thing to have to go through. Yeah. Like, uh, there has to be some level of discretion that we still trust in people. That's for sure. Like, to me, I, I, this is black and white. It's like we don't drink while we're working. But I know in some parts of the world, like you mentioned, this came from Spain, right? Yep. When I was in France, um, I remember watching people at lunch hour and they shut everything down. They're drinking wine by the bo- like just yeah. bottle, bottle wine. And then they go back to work. And that's normal for them, though. I, I mentioned France, but it's also it happens in Italy, Portugal is another place. Like they just live differently. But here, it's like if I went to lunch and had one glass of wine, I'd question doing anything else for work. Yeah, I don't know. That's me. But it's like a different world, I think, for some people. Well, I thank you for questioning it. I would. I would honestly. <laughs> Have you ever grabbed the wheel when you weren't driving? Oh, mm, 
No, thankfully I haven't had to. I think of emergency when you say that, if that's what you mean. Like, thankfully, no. I did it once. It was when I was teaching my son to drive. Oh, my daughter was okay. easy to teach uh, how to drive. Yeah. When my son was driving, and, and even though he was paying attention, your car's going to go where you're looking. He was looking at a, dis, a, a building, like, on the other side of the parking lot, driving right toward <laughs> oh. it. So I let him go for a second as he froze in fear and then finally grabbed the wheel and just did a little right at the end. A 13-year-old seventh grader is now being called a hero after he took the wheel of a school bus when the driver lost consciousness. Oh, wow. It took place while Dylan and 66 other students were on their way home from Carter Middle School in Massachusetts. Surveillance footage captured the driver informing others via radio she felt dizzy and said she was going to pull over. Then she slumped over the steering wheel. Without hesitation, little Dylan here, 13 years old, raced to the front of the bus, took the controls, found the brake, and safely pulled the bus off to the side. That's wow. impressive. Did he have any training from his parents? Ooh, good I, question. I ask because, so growing up, it was high school, and it was, I did, I, did Cat make some bad decisions? Sure. Oh, One, I believe that. Listen, <laughs> I could, How much I, time I, 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 I listened to them. She was listening to us. Of course she made bad I decisions. I was, I was. <laughs> we were probably listening to you when this happened. I had a friend that was under the age of 16 that would drive his car, like his parents' car, of course, would drive a car. And, and he smoked cigarettes. No, he didn't smoke cigarettes. He was actually a very good driver. Like, I remember the time being, like, impressed. But he didn't have his license. Obviously, he was underage. And uh, we asked him about it. Like, why Why are you driving? His parents taught him to drive for emergency reasons. Something tells me they always they also wanted him to drive for other reasons, like for them, for D -D. example. Yeah, like something tells me that. D -D. But that said, in an emergency situation, I don't think it hurts. Maybe I'll ask you. You have an almost teenage daughter now. Obviously, you could have done the same thing when your kids were young. Would you ever consider at least teaching them basics? Like, I think there's nothing wrong with teaching a young child, not letting them drive the car like this guy, and certainly don't let your children get in a car with someone who doesn't have a license. Um, but would you consider that for emergency reasons? If something like this happened, to know that they'd be able to understand basics, get the brake, move over, try to put the four ways on if possible, but do your best to get it, pull over safely, put the brake on, put the parking on, etc. Knowledge is power, and with power comes responsibility, and sometimes when you have that power, you're not responsible enough to handle it. And if I were to teach you how to drive the car, would you be uh, thinking, as many teenagers do, well, oh, yeah, I could do this tomorrow and be perfectly fine doing it. Oh, what's the big deal? They, they taught me how to drive. Clearly, they're okay with me taking the car. And now there's a little bit of leeway in the rules and a little bit of loopholing going on again. And just trying to figure out, ah, you know what? They taught me how to do it. And then something happens and they say to the police, well, my parents taught me how to drive. And they're like, oh, they did, did they? <laughs> well, in this case, this guy must have known something or he watches people or he watches and understands the bus. How did this guy, how did this child know how to do this? For all I know, he plays Gran Turismo. Like, a, I was just going to say. It could be as simple as that. I was going to say Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> the kid learned how to drive by but playing no Grand break. Theft Auto. But like, I mean, and especially on a bus, you think about it. Like, it scares me to drive a bus and I drive a car. I I. That's I had to a, drive a bus. That's I had to drive the bus for I work. I do remember that. That was <laughs> the scariest thing I ever... <laughs> Did you crash anything? No. Very, very, very quick story. This was during the World Cup, um, and our owner walked into the studio and said, uh, hey, Italy's playing this morning at 8 a.m. Uh, we have a big Italian following. Why, why don't you go down to Little Italy with the bus and throw out some T-shirts? I'm like, I'm on the air. 
<laughs> we were doing the morning show at the time. He's like, well, there's no one else here. So here, take the keys. And I'm like, also, part two, I don't know how to drive a bus. Right. Um, <laughs> kind of a big deal. But we owned a bus. And yeah. it was painted, and it had the, the you know the radio station's logo on it and everything. And uh, so here I am driving through Little Italy at you know eight 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 thirty in the morning, driving through Toronto traffic, driving a bus with this big gigantic wheel that I don't know how to drive. And it honestly had one of those things where you open the door like like wow. a bus driver does, like with the the bar. So I'm driving and I'm petrified because I don't know what I'm doing, um, but I'm doing it as safely as I possibly can. Uh, and I'm honking the horn and I'm waving and blah, 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 blah. It was like a little mini parade going on in Little Italy. Um, and Italy lost. Oh, no, shit. no. So I'm seeing these people in cafes with very tiny cups in their hands crying. <laughs> <laughs> like grown, oh grown men consoling each other, like, like devastated. And I was like, meep, meep, want a t-shirt? You know, like, and they're like, no, no. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to go back now. But I, I drove this bus. I had to figure it out. And I was <laughs> I was not prepared for it. No, Things are are much more uh, formal now than they used to be. I'm, I'm thinking back to when I was younger and I was fortunate enough to squeak in before graduated licensing. I got my beginners in July. I got my full license that September. It was wow, great. Yeah. Super cool. Before I got that license. I would go out with my grandfather. God bless him when he was alive. He liked to have a cocktail from time to time. He took me golfing with him a number of times so that he could drink and then not have to drive. Just fully assuming that because I was a boy and roughly about the right size that I knew how to drive. So I remember it vividly. He had had a few at a golf tournament that we were participating in. We went to get in the car and he said, well, you're going to have to drive. And I thought, well, I've never done that before. All right. Let's, it can't be that hard. I've watched you do it many times. I drove right onto the green. Eighth hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eighth hill at Mary Hill. Yeah. I had seen people drive. I'd never seen people reverse. Wow. That was the problem. Wow. <laughs> seen people drive. I just never seen them stop. If, if he <laughs> had backed the car in, we would have been just fine. Instead, I ended up on the golf course. Jeez. So, I, and you were never invited back to Mary Hill again. <laughs> I took okay. it was a uh, cow pasture anyway. Uh, <laughs> I picture the the Austin Powers thing where he gets the car stuck in the wall and he's looking behind, but the car's moving forward. I totally oh, picture yeah. Scott doing that. He's looking forward, and all of a sudden, <laughs> things in the mirror are getting closer, and he's like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> it's just backing up. It's peculiar. <laughs> this doesn't seem right at all. Doesn't seem right. I'm gonna call Dave and see yeah, what he says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Jeez. a ditch. I um I made plans like six weeks ago to do a dinner party tomorrow night. So ah. I've got to go over to, they're not even my friends. It's my girlfriend's friends. So I've got to go to their place for a dinner and, and they're really, really nice people. And she is just a gifted cook in the kitchen. Nice Italian lady. She knows what she's doing. The food's going to be great. I agreed to go to this before I found out game six was going to be on at the mm. exact same time. Mm -hmm. How do I go into someone's house and say, Hey, great to see you. Where's the TV? Yeah. Can we put can we put a TV in the dining room tonight? Can we sit in the basement and watch the game? That's what I want to get to, but I don't want to be rude because they're not even my friends. Set a precedent. Don't ask anything. Don't say a word about it. Do not mention the game. Do not do anything that would make that would make them have to feel like they have to change their plans based on something you said. But you should go in with half your face painted white and half your face painted blue. <laughs> yeah. Wear a jersey. Or jersey, yeah. yeah. Wear a helmet. Skates with the blades taken off. Like, just go full on. <laughs> Wear hockey gloves, for God's sake. 
Uh, Should I body check her husband into the boards yeah. when I'm walking in the door? Hand out pucks, you know, like when they give you a drink or something. Put it in a in a biosteel bottle and just spray yourself, like <laughs> like you're sitting on the bench. Pull a tooth out. Do something <laughs> to to let them know that the, that this is a very big passion of yours. And then let them be the ones to say, yeah, you know what? I bet you he's not the only one who would want to watch the game. Why don't we put it on? At least it's an on in the background. Can I ask if they aren't perceptive enough to realize? Oh shit, game six is on. No, no, no. Continue the, the game. If if they uh, if they start asking you questions, uh, Scott, you know, how's work going? Go, Leafs, go! Go, <laughs> Leafs, go! And just start yelling at them. Like, just do everything except say, can you put the game on? Hmm. Let it be their idea. So you, that would be rude to ask somebody to put the game on in their house when they're holding this nice formal dinner party? Well, I think if it's your girlfriend's friends or your commit's friends, if that's what we're going with, then I think you should probably tell her to give the heads up. Hey, Scott wants to watch the game. And then let them put it on in the background. Right. I think that's okay. And if they say no for some reason, I don't know. Question what you want to do more. Do you want to eat the good food or do you want to watch the game? It's your choice. How do I get COVID in a hurry? Yeah. (laughs) If it never comes up. You can Google that. You can Google that. If it never comes up, then you just spend the night in the washroom watching it on your phone and then blame their food. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, my tummy's got a little something going on there. <laughs> Did you wash those sweet potatoes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they would much rather you just watch it on their screen. <laughs> that antipasto sure. was pretty dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I could taste the dirt. It was a dirty yeah. antipasto. Yeah. What the hell is in that artichoke? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I don't I don't have too much going on. Uh, now I'm going to have to have a party tomorrow night. Like we were thinking, because we did last Saturday for the game. So I think we're going to do one again. This Saturday. How many people come to a party when you have a party? It all depends. So last weekend was family. So my brother and and sister-in-law and their kids came. And then she ended up leaving with the kids. And my brother stayed and got real lit. Didn't wake up till like noon the next day. Nice. Um, Yeah. So just basically whoever's around, whoever we're talking to that's around, we're just like, come over. Have you ever checked to see what the max capacity is? Never. Yeah, what's your liquor license? Yeah. Have you ever had <laughs> the fire department come over and say, you can fit about 100 people in this yeah, kitchen? That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Do you ever mix friends and family for parties? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. No. Is that by design? My, no, not really. Like my, it depends on it depends on the group of friends. But I wouldn't care. I would be like, all, all, all are welcome. It's fine. See how it goes. I just wonder because you just said like last week, well, it was mostly family. It did was. you invite any friends? Uh, no, I don't think we See, did yeah. last week. No. I didn't get a call. Did you? I did not. Oh, interesting. That's not, because you no. wouldn't go anywhere. You don't like social. Th- well, the Leafs game would be on, so maybe you'd go. I live like nine minutes away from Cat. Did you want to? I don't want to. Th- would you come? No, I'm busy. You said, <laughs> yeah, see? You guys wouldn't even come if I invited you. I want the invite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I will. I just want to snoop through her house. Put a Jays game on and I'll go. Okay, Jays. Yeah. That'll be my first TikTok video. At the home of the person who's the voice of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way you, you'll use it. <laughs> Just one TikTok on the account. Yeah. I'm here at Bob Instagram's house. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, Dave, do we owe anybody an apology? We should probably get into this. It's a good list. Right from the top, we should say sorry to Drake. We will pay as high a price as he would like for any of his shows. Sorry to those who missed Scott and Dave's Sunshine Boy pictures in 2004. Or, or really, is it sorry? Can we Google know. that? I don't think Is so. Is that on the World Wide out Web? There. No. no. Okay. I have the paper copies. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make, you, some, you I'll make some photocopies okay. for you. Yeah. Deepest regards Here's to- Here's a <laughs> photocopy of me in 2004. That's weird, by the way. Like, imagine I have that in my purse. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? Did you unfold it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with this photo? Like eight and a half by 11 yeah. size like, photocopy. Dave, Dave faxed this to me, and I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Facts. Yeah. Uh, deepest regards to all those cookies that Premier Ford will be eating icing first. It's a weird visual. Sorry to all those people who love those brown bags from the LCBO. We're so apologetic to our future robot overlords who are taking over with AI. Warm regards and regrets to those who are sitting on the turlet dealing with that food poisoning. Uh, sorry to TSA staff who have to deal with the infinite assholery over things like apple juice. Apologies to anyone who likes to drink on the job. Uh, and we have <laughs> you have our thoughts if you've ever had to drive a bus. And finally, we apologize to Mike Tyson, not for any reason in particular, but just because it's a good idea. It's a great idea. All right. We got to go, everybody. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend, and we'll catch you right back here on Monday. <laughs> Bye. According to a new report, trained dogs can help detect coronavirus infections in schools. Cats can, too. They just won't. <laughs> Uh, hey, I read that according to a sleep expert, if you want a good night's rest, your bedroom should be stark and bare. So apparently the best place to sleep is Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> a court in Germany ruled yesterday that the tenants of a building do not qualify for reduced rent because their landlord sunbathed naked in the courtyard. Said the judge, think of it this way, free sundial.